So check this out. Bright Hire just launched this amazing AI sidekick called Bright Hire Plan. It's like having your very own AI assistant that can build full interview plans in just minutes. Imagine going from a job title to a thoughtfully crafted, inclusive job description and a full structured interview plan in minutes. No, not hours anymore. It's a game changer for recruiters and hiring managers. I know I'm usually the one to hate on new tech, but honestly, this sounds incredible. This is AI used right for better quality and more efficiency. It's like the holy grail of recruiting. Dozens of companies from high growth startups to multi-billion dollar enterprises are already using Bright Hire Plan to save tons of money, time, and raise the quality of their hiring. And here's the best part. You can give Bright Hire Plan a spin for free. That's right, for free for 30 days. Just head over to brighthire.com to get started. That's brighthire.com to get started. Cheeseman out. Like Shark Tank? Then you'll love Firing Squad. Chad Soash and Joel Cheeseman are here to put the recruiting industry's bravest, ballsiest, and baddest startups through the gauntlet to see if they've got what it takes to make it out alive. Dig a foxhole and duck for cover, kids. The Chad and Cheese podcast is taking it to a whole other level. Oh, I love the smell of startups in the morning. What's up, everybody? This is your favorite podcast, the Chad and Cheese podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Cheeseman, joined as always by Chad Sowash. And today on Firing Squad, we welcome Tracy Parsons from WorkDrive. She is the founder and CEO. Tracy, welcome to Firing Squad. Good morning, everyone. Oh, Good lovely morning. voice. So sunny. Ooh. So sunny. That Midwest sun coming in. Just shining vitamin T all over you guys. <laughs> vitamin T. Ooh, oh, I, I like, like that, that too. Woo, yeah. Man, she's on a roll. <laughs> all right, Tracy, uh, before we get into the nitty gritty of work drive, give the listeners a little bit about you. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, I sit here in the sunny Midwest and um, I've built a really long career in recruitment marketing and employer brands. Um, I've worked for some amazing companies like Smashfly, TMP Worldwide Radency. I've I've got my own consulting firm and we've just mm-hmm. recently launched some software. But I love what I do and I get out of bed every morning trying to figure out how to make more A players fall in love with different employer brands and make sure that they can find their dream job. And you love listening to TV Girl, a new band that I just learned about. I do love listening to TV Girl. We might go see them again at <laughs> Ace of Cups. TV Girl. Wow, that's, <laughs> a, that's great Great branding. That's easy. You can spell yeah. it. Uh, I hope they have the dot com or Cheeseman won't like them. Yeah, I won't. It's two separate <laughs> words, by the way. Chad... This is Firing Squad. Tell her what she's won. Well, Tracy, you will have two minutes to pitch Work Drive with a Q. At the end of two minutes, you will hear the bell. Then Joel and I will hit you with rapid fire Q&A. If your answers start to ramble or you just get fucking boring, you're going to hear the crickets. That is the signal for you, obviously, to tighten up your game and to move it along. At the end of Q&A, you are going to receive a grade from Joel and myself. First and foremost, big applause. You might not have William Shatner on board, but we predict you boldly will go <laughs> to the moon with this business. Golf clap. We see a liftoff, but it's doubtful you'll even reach the Carmen line without uh, some changes to your business. Or last but not least... 
the oh. firing squad. No amount of little blue pills will get this penis <laughs> rocking off the ground. It's probably time to hang up that red shirt and live long and prosper. Are you ready? Oh, okay, damn. mostly, but my watch just told me to breathe based on that description. <laughs> so wash is a wordsmith now. Love it's it. on fire. Love it. He is on fire. Tracy, are you ready for your two-minute pitch? I'm ready. And in three, two. So WorkDrive is an internal mobility platform that makes it easy for your best people to stay. And in my lengthy 20-year career in talent, I've had the opportunity to work at some amazing companies. And every time I wanted to move internally, I was told, we have a plan for you. And every single time I heard, we have a plan for you, I left because I didn't know the plan. It wasn't my plan. I didn't have confidence that there actually was a plan. And it was never shared with me. And none of my peers knew their plan or how to move internally either. And we'd all get frustrated and leave. And we really kind of wanted to stay. We just didn't know how. So LinkedIn told us that 94% of people would rather stay at their company if they invested in their development. And we see internal mobility as that investment. Um, 69% of TA professionals believe internal mobility accelerates new hire productivity. But our data is showing us that an internal employee is five times less likely to apply on the internal job board than an external candidate. So it's like, how are we not getting this right? Well, in our research, we see employees feel held back by talent hoarding managers. They feel like they don't have a shot because they aren't someone's favorite. They don't know how to do it. And frankly, we've always built programs to serve the organization, not the employee. And our software kind of flips the script and changes all that. So with WorkDrive, your employees can be set up and matched to internal jobs in minutes. They can apply for a job with one click because we already know them. So they don't have to jump through extra ATS hoops. And your talent is anonymously matched to recruiters open recs to be tapped for new opportunities, keeping your talent anonymous so your recruiters can focus on the best skills for the job is what makes WorkDrive special because we're bringing real internal equity by eliminating bias and in internal recruiting. We're really suitable for organizations over 500 employees because we found that that's where companies start to lose track of their talent. Our CTO has more than 20 years in tech and we currently have 25,000 employees across the globe, actively managing their own careers and their own plan. And we launched in May of 2021. We believe we've built a platform that makes it easy for your best people to stay by setting and executing their own plan. And you can learn more by visiting www.workdrive.com. I was a little lenient on the time there, Tracy. That's uh, that's for you. Um, Aw, thanks. I have to start every firing squad with this. Let's get, let's talk about the name for a second. Work drive, dig it. My favorite car song is drive, by the way. Uh, that's not here or there. Nice. So it's spelled with a Q. So you have to kind of let people know what's going on. Now, if I go to workdrive.com today, the domain is for sale. So I, I'm curious, did you try to buy workdrive.com? Is this something that you will try to obtain in the future? Are you concerned about competitors going ahead and, and buying that and screwing you over? What's the deal with work drive with a Q, Tracy? So the cost of work drive with the K was beyond our budget. We're a bootstrapped company. We thought it would be interesting to go with the Q for a visual aspect. Mm. Yeah, of course, we're worried about competitors buying up things, but we're trying to get ahead of the marketplace. 
Um, even when we talk about the one click apply, it's C L I Q apply. We're trying to use the Q. Um, you know, I just we you know, we did the best we could with what we was available to us. And from a budgetary standpoint, we we jumped on the Q. Gotcha. Now let's talk about uh, the idea. So you've been in the industry for a while. You mentioned Smashfly. You do you you have a consulting business as well. You are well versed in this space. What was it about this idea? And this opportunity, as opposed to some of the other ones that might have been swimming around your head that made you say, we got to go after this. So it was really interesting because the consultancy helps companies reimagine their entire talent experience, right? So we were actually redesigning one of our customers' talent experience from awareness to promotion. And we started looking at the data and we noticed that the original design, like their their future state design when we executed it, was generating a 54% conversion from website visit to completed application because we've completely redistributed the friction in their candidate experience. Right. So we've put more friction up front in the candidate experience, lowered it in the application. And what we saw was we saw people screening themselves out before they got to application. But when they got to the application, they were converting. And then when we were designing the back half. So once somebody works here, how do they find their next opportunity? We found that they were converting at 11 percent. So their internal talent was five times less likely to convert than their external talent. So we were actually sitting on a software technology that we had shelved um, from 2014 that was designed to reimagine the resume as visual and anonymous. And we'd launched it in 14. It was called CredHive. We had about 1,000, 1,200 people using it. 40 employers, hires were made, but we couldn't figure out how to make it easy to visualize your work. And that's on us from a UX standpoint. So we had this code base. This code base actually was tried to, two companies tried to acquire it. Both acquisitions were turned down. And so I went to the went to the customer. I was like, hey, we've we've got this code over here. What if we repurposed it instead of being visual and anonymous, made it skills-based and anonymous, and we use your employee data to kind of fill this in? And our roadmap was telling us that we wanted to do internal hives for people. So we just launched this for them and it turned into more than we could ever imagine from a productization standpoint. So we were like, this works. Let's roll it out to the market. Gotcha. So I, I love the plan, right? I love you talking about uh, you not understanding the plan. I do have a slogan for you, though. You should write this down Ooh. as we're as we're using. I'm writing it down. As we're using <laughs> the queue. Work drive. Fuck the plan. Fuck is spelled F-U-Q. F-U-Q, the plan. Got it? Okay. That, that was okay, free. You're, you're welcome. I wrote it down. I wrote you're, it down. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> we'll see mm-hmm. if it's used. Thank, yeah, right. Thank okay, so you. The, the big question is, how do you define internal mobility and who owns it? <sighs> well, this initial cut at the product was owned in a dual partnership between talent acquisition and talent management. What is internal mobility is a much bigger question because I think if you look at every software vendor in the HR tech space, out there, they're going to tell you, we have that. And really what they mean is that they have the ability for somebody to, internal to the company to apply for a job, right? Everybody has that. You can do that today. Um, but what we're trying to do is we are trying to allow and empower employees to drive and craft their own plan. And when we when we found that when you do empower employees to move that ball forward for themselves, to actively manage their own careers, the ones that want to stay will stay. We're seeing that right now Mm -hmm. um, with our early implementations. So internal mobility could mean up 
It could mean over. It could mean elsewhere. It could be down. But that needs to be driven by the person who owns the career, the employee. And historically speaking, it's always been organization driven, like succession planning or mobility plans like we have a plan for you. Well, if it's not my plan, whose plan is it? What's the organization's plan? Well, guess what? I'm not always on board with what the organization wants. I'm on board with what I want. So how do you get companies to actually drive toward transparency? The biggest issue here is transparency. Who actually wants to go where? Uh, I don't want to stay in sales my entire life. I want to go to marketing or I want to go to product. Are there projects available to me? Who were my mentors? I mean, how do you actually get all of that opened up without internal politics and friction? Because there's a shit ton of it there. Well, and that's why I keep telling people that what we've done in the past is never going to work because you're trying to take a top-down approach, right? And look at all of the tools that are out there. The number one question I always tell people and the question I want everybody to ask me is about adoption, right? How many people are actively, actively using this? You know, how many are using it? How frequently are they using it? How are they using it? Are they adding things to it? How are you making it sticky? Because what always happens, and the same thing happens in the candidate experience as it does the employee experience, if you make the rules, you're expecting people to follow them. If you let them make the rules, they're going to follow them, right? And so it's just this coaching and counseling to encourage the stakeholders that it's like Princess Leia, you know, the, the, the harder you grip, the more star systems slip through your fingers. Um, this is how people are viewing their talent. And look at what's happening today, right? They're trying so hard to hold on to the talent that they're not letting the talent have the power um, and they're going to leave. And that's the conversation that we have with hiring managers all the time who may be reluctant to get on and use to have their people use work drive because they're like, well, they're going to leave. I don't want them to leave my team. They're going to they're going to go leave. I'm like, honey, they're going to leave anywhere. They're just going to leave for somebody else. So do you want to keep that institutional knowledge or not your call? Let go. I'm just happy that the Princess Leia thing had nothing to do with kissing her brother. So quick question on building tech. Are you guys building your own tech? There's a lot going on here because if you want to match, you have to parse. And to be able to go through just the parsing technology itself to build that, are you working with partners to to help you do that or are you building your own? So to uh, channel my inner Star-Lord, bit of both. Um, <laughs> we do have the basis of the, of a, the parsing technology via a partner, um, but we've built our own proprietary tech on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact, our CTO, um, was the head of escalation for Microsoft's first search product. Um, so this is a guy who understands search and matching and algorithms and making shit work. So what about the employee data? Where are you getting the employee data from? There are obviously all the HCM systems, et cetera, et cetera. But generally, they don't have the data that you want to be able to match them against jobs. So where are you getting the data and what is that data? Yep. So we get the data from the HCM. Um, If the data doesn't exist, it's as simple as uploading your most recent resume. We parse it. We parse it out for your skills. And then one of the fun things that we do is, you know, there are a lot of technologies out there and I'm Mm -hmm. a huge fan of robots. Like I love when robots can do things that I don't want to do. It's one of my favorite things. But when it comes to my skills and my direction, I do not want the robots to match me to a job, which is why one of our our setup pieces is taking a look at all of your experience, parsing out the skills, and then asking 
you as an employee to tell us, is this a core strength? Is it something you love doing or is it something you want to grow? And then we use that data against the matching as well as your aspirations. And then we use the growth to kind of seed that learning and development that's going to need to happen as the next module that's rolling out in WorkDrive is that connection to L&D. So if you tell me that you want to grow in JavaScript, I should be able to serve you up learning and development around that to help you get where you want to go. Um, I do not want the robots to say, Tracy, these are your skills. You should look at these jobs. No, no, no. Because there might be skills that I don't want to use anymore. Tracy, what triggers the employee to give you that data, whether it be upload a, a current resume or what skills have you garnered or what kind of changes in your career are you are you hoping to make? So if you're not using bots, you're counting on the individual to do it. So what's the trigger? Yep. So beyond the first setup, right? So as you get set up in the account, that's the first trigger. But we've actually created some really fun stickiness in the, uh, in the system. Mm-hmm. So there's this component called advocacy. Um, so I don't want you to confuse this with like a LinkedIn endorsement. It's basically who at the company has your back for these skills, right? Mm-hmm. Who can say, give you a thumbs up? And so we're seeing these advocacy requests fly back and forth all day long in the system. And people are asking their peers and their managers for a thumbs up on their skills. Mm-hmm. We're also finding lots of people deselecting skills and saying, no, I'm not going to give this person a thumbs up. So it's really showing an authentic um, read on that person's abilities. But that's one of the things that keeps people coming back is these advocacy requests. Gotcha. So advocacy requests, new matches to jobs, because the what's in it for me and in internal mobility is where I'm going to go next. Um, advocacy requests, new job matches. And then as Uh, internal sourcers see jobs that you may match, they will send you an alert via email. So there's three separate communications that go out to people to say, hey, come back in and update your skills. But then there's also a twice month, uh, every other month, we email everybody in the system, hey, don't forget to come add some skills and update your background. What's up, guys? I got a question for you. What happens when you bring the power of AI to programmatic advertising. Well, game-changing efficiency, of course. What does that mean to you? Improved conversion rates, reduced cost per application, and ultimately the one metric that we all know truly matters, reduced cost per hire. Sounds pretty good, right? Well, great news. This technology already exists. Introducing HireMaster.ai. HireMaster.ai is a data-driven model that analyzes a wide range of data sources. It considers factors such as candidate demographics, job type, industry, and historical performance data. It continuously monitors and optimizes your job advertising campaigns to adapt to changing market conditions and maximum results. HireMaster AI empowers recruiting teams to work more efficiently and effectively by automating certain tasks and providing valuable data-driven insights. Why not give it a shot today? Learn more and start your trial by visiting HireMaster.ai now. That's H-I-R-E-M-A-S-T-E-R dot A-I. Gotcha. Let's pivot to the the competition uh, for a second. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you've heard this, but you have a few well-funded uh, competitors. So many. I'm going to go through a little short list here for you. Uh, Gloat. Uh, 102 yeah. million invested, Ant Hill, 4.4 million, uh, Fuel 50, $36 million. And then you have the sort of uh, this, the, the companies that have been around a while that have built this into their systems. Um, Eightfold, Jobbyte, Phenom are a couple that, that come to mind. Now, you are an itty bitty company. Um, 
what is your plan around the competition? Is it we're going to go raise a similar amount of money? Is it we're going to zig when they zag? Talk about the competitive landscape and how you plan on uh, competing. Yeah. So uh, those are all amazing companies that we truly do and genuinely admire. Our differentiator is that anonymity piece. We see this is going to play out in terms of adoption really strongly in our favor. People will use what they trust. It's very difficult to trust when the organization sees what you're doing and knows who you are. So this is one of those angles that we really are focused on is the anonymity. And quite frankly, we've demoed to people that demoed the competitors and they keep telling us over and over again, yours is just so easy. So while we may be itty bitty, um, we're so focused on the user experience. We're so focused on ease of use and simplicity that will drive the adoption that we're looking for. How we are planning to go to market, we are planning to drive everything we can and all of our efforts into building really strong partnerships with the HCMs and the ATSs. We're currently the only internal mobility tool in the iSIMS marketplace. So we intend to grow via our partnerships. Mm -hmm. But I think that over time, people are going to start to see that the adoption is going to be the driver of what actually happens to make this internal mobility, the promise of mobility, work or not work. So you talk about anonymity, but the company's still paying for this. So I I get it. Yeah, I'm (laughs) anonymous, but am I really fucking anonymous? I mean, seriously. So how do you get past that? Because we we don't trust systems today. We don't trust Facebook. We don't trust. There's just no trust. So how do you actually gain that trust? Well, it's fun because um, we we do we again we are live. We do have a lot of people using this tool. I will mm-hmm. say that we've received more um, thank you notes and love letters from uh, employees than support tickets, which is good. I think that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, the <laughs> the bulk of our support tickets are really fun because they're all hey, I don't know my employee ID, and our team goes back to them as hey. We can't tell you that. Um, and they and when we tell them we can't tell you that, mm-hmm. they know that we can't tell you that because we don't have access to your data. Um, and if we don't have access to your data, then the company doesn't either. Now, the company will be able to tell you your user ID, but the admin screens mm-hmm. that our clients have, they don't even see their employees. They just see the counts. And going into it, this is one of those instances where a company is going to have to roll the dice and let it go and really prove that they're letting it go. Um, We're happy to send screenshots to any of the employees that use our system to say, this is what they actually see, but we can't, we can't see it. So they can't see it. So now Joel is actually singing frozen in his head. Let it go. What are the major hurdles you're actually up against? Adoption is obviously huge, but what what specifically (laughs) are the major hurdles? You think it's competitors? I, d- I mean, we are up against some really deep pockets. Mm-hmm. Um, we are up against uh, and we are up against a market that has unbelievable, obsessive, shiny object syndrome. Um, <laughs> we, uh, this industry loves the shiny object right now. And we've all been talking about it all year is internal mobility. That's the shiny object. This is the thing we're talking to. And the thing that we are really up against is status quo and not making a decision and deciding that what you have is good enough or deciding to wait on some of your existing tech's roadmap to be executed. That's what we're up against. Like we're, 
the industry loves to talk about the new thing and then never buy it. And then two years later go, oh, well, that didn't work. So really we're up against, you know, strong, strong market, big competitors. But for me, having a lot of deep pocketed competitors just means that we've proven the market for it, right? This, this yeah. exists for a reason, but really our biggest challenge is status quo. Like we've never had to pay for mobility before. Why are we paying for it now? And then I send them to our ROI calculator and go, okay, so what was your number? How many zeros did it had based on what's walked out the door so far for you this year? Can you afford not to? So you see, and just clarifying, you see competitors more than adoption as your biggest hurdle. So what's the biggest, what, what's your, what's your go to market model at that point? Because you are bootstrapped. You can't throw a lot of cash at it, right? You have to be smarter. You have to, you have to work harder. What is your go to market? model. Yeah. So our go-to-market model is that partnership uh, route. So we want to get in as many marketplaces as we can uh, to be that partner of choice that's automatically integrated with the systems that either say they do it via an internal job board, but we offer a better solution and they know that. And we're intending to go to market via partnerships. We did a, an interview, I think last year with uh, the Sherwin-Williams TikTok guy. Right. Um, I don't know if you are familiar with this. You you talked about it in, in an interview, I believe. But for those that, listeners that don't remember, uh, essentially, a Sherwin Williams employee was publishing TikToks to the tune of like millions of viewers, where he would mix paints, he would put in you know fruits and paints to get you know different colors, and he would sort of do this. I think at the Sherwin Williams store. Well, they ended up firing him. Obviously, your argument is that that was an opportunity, huge, to have someone really talented, you know, move up in your organization and and hold on to them. So, I'm curious, how would your tool have identified this employee and put them on the fast track to success within the company, as opposed to, gee, let's fire the guy with millions of TikTok followers. Well, and we refer to that, like we refer to that in all of our marketing materials as finding your hidden figures. You did, they didn't even know that they had a digital marketing gold mine on their hands. So what would happen if they had work drive is that this person would have their immense social media TikTok skills, their penchant for creative and creating and being a creator. And they could be matched to jobs in the marketing team that might've been open that they could have applied for. Um, in addition, the recruiters could have said, oh my gosh, this person is a TikTok aficionado. This is something we need to go. And they could have tapped him for new roles without any hassle on either side of the fence. So in describing your product, just let me get this right. So other employees would have recognized this, this employee as someone special and they would have created notes on him in the system that he's special and he's doing really incredible things. And they would have found out early that this was going on? Or am, am I getting that right in terms of how WorkDrive would have identified this, this employee? Not exactly. Okay. Um, he would have self-identified by his skills that he would have inserted into the system and how he would have, how he would have been marked, marking himself as something mm -hmm. that was passionate about social media, passionate about TikTok. And then that could have matched him to jobs that he could have seamlessly applied for. Now, he could have also obtained a lot of advocacy for his TikTok skills, which would have put him at the top of the list if any recruiter were in there searching for somebody using social media or TikTok. Gotcha. How do referral programs fit into this technology? Because to me, it seems like a really ripe opportunity for people to be incentivized to create notes on people or endorsements um, and then refer people to jobs internally. Is that a, is that a technology that you're looking to add or is that something, am I off base there? 
No, you're definitely not off base. It is 100% on the roadmap. And we kind of, to be really transparent, haven't fleshed it out yet. Um, One of the things that is next on the docket is alumni. What do we do and how do we handle people that have left the organization? How do they keep their work drive accounts and how do we mark them in the system as somebody we would like to recruit back um, for the recruiters and how do we keep them uh, engaged? But referrals and mentorship and learning and development are all components of our, our go forward roadmap. So besides competition, what is the biggest threat to internal mobility in the next 18 months? Companies continuing to ignore the great awakening that's happened with their talent and people in general. If we just continue to ignore it and keep our head in the sand, um, nothing will change and we'll continue to lose money. And talent acquisition and talent management will continue to barely tread water. Um, in the eyes of leadership. I think that this is a huge risk that companies are not paying attention to with their wallets. Tracy, uh, is is raising money something in in the future for you? Are you going to continue to bootstrap the organization? I've had a really horrifying experience trying to raise money in the past. (laughs) I think he just answered the question. Yeah, so I'm going to continue down. We're going to continue down this current path. It's not out of the question. Um, we did get a ton of amazing interest um, after Pitch Fest at HR Tech. Mm-hmm. A lot of really nice investors, um, you know, made the stop by um, the little mini booth and um, had some conversations with our team. But it's not something that we're actively pursuing. Um, we've we've developed a really nice pipeline of sales as it exists, and we see a pretty solid path um, for growth ourselves. Good for you. So let's talk about uh, pricing for the product. And I guess, is there an exit strategy? Um, it sounds like there isn't one. It just sounds like uh, a nice little business organically grown and we'll see what happens. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, we're always listening and the same thing with investors. Like we're, we're always listening. We are profitable today. We have about a year's worth of runway um, on this product so far, which is amazing to us. In terms of pricing, pricing is typical SaaS model. There's a small setup fee, uh, and then it's based on the size of the business. We're looking at an average, and I'm super transparent about this, mm-hmm. but at the pricing today, mid-sized company, like you know, 10, 15,000 people, it's probably $80,000 a year um, to have your work drive. We, we try to price it so that if you save you know, three or four to 10 people, it's paid for itself. And that's what this product is designed to do. It's designed to save people from leaving your organization. And therefore, it should be an ROI positive investment for an organization. So it's typical SaaS, like the larger the employee count, the larger the fee. Um, gotcha. But we want to we keep it at a level that's priced for people to use, because we definitely think that this is something that, you know, everybody over 500 employees should have. All right, Tracy, that's the bell. You know what that means? It's time. It's time to face the firing squad. Are you ready? uh, I I mean, uh, yeah. Okay. Chad, have at it. (laughs) So Tracy, first and foremost, I don't think your biggest obstacle are your competitors. Most of those companies have no focus and they don't know what the fuck they're doing. But but finding, I think, finding someone in TA or HR to pull internal mobility out of the quote unquote great area and then take full accountability for the program will be a major feat. You have to find someone with vision and a spine, which really isn't easy in this industry. So Once you've achieved that feat, you'll have to then worry about internal politics, squashing broad-based adoption, 
Managers don't want their people, which we talked about, they don't want their people to leave. And basically, it's the daily routine of guarding against internal moves, which, as Chicago once sang, uh, it's a hard habit to break. (laughs) But on the bright side, I am is feeling stronger every day. The tech, to me, is the easy part because it's, it's all out there. The big question revolves around building your own or partnering with vendors and and building a fluid experience. And you talked about building that secret sauce. And that's the key. Because today, if you think about it, do you really need to own the tech? I mean, who today, what company today actually owns their own servers? That's how we're evolving. And I see that that's where you guys are actually focused as well. The addressable market is huge. And since internal mobility is a big topic right now, look at the fucking talent market landscape with all the quits. You've got to strike while the iron is hot because this moment, which you said, this opportunity will not last without gaining a foothold within the next 18 months or so with core integrations to talent platforms like ISIMs you talked about within the next 18 to 24 months. So last but not least, Pulling all this together and executing it all focuses on experience, leadership, and connections. Because knowing the terrain and obstacles in this industry is the biggest factor of all. And needless to say, Tracy, this is just another Saturday in the park for you. So this, to me, is a big applause. Way to go, Tracy. Chad and I have been around a while and we know that just getting a lot of money does not equate to success. Uh, in fact, in many cases, the worst thing you can do to a company is give them a bunch of money and, and hope for the best. So I, I have a soft spot in my heart for businesses that bootstrap, uh, that, that grow organically, that do the hard work, that do the day in and day out. Uh, I love the fact that uh, you're sort of working with your husband. I enjoy that dynamic. We really didn't get into it on the show because it's sort of irrelevant for the business. But your story is great. Your your experience in the industry is deep. I think you understand what the employers need. The tech, I think you're probably going to have some challenges with with keeping up with some of the big funded players out there. But it sounds like you have a pretty good hold on technology. I would love to see some automated tools that help you understand uh, where an employee is going. Just some basic scraping and getting updates on, on, on employees would be interesting. But that said, I think that this trend of keeping the people that you have is only going to be more and more important. Hiring in a work from home environment is only going to get tougher and more frustrating for employers. So keeping the folks that you have is going to be uh, that much more important. We're seeing trends of younger and younger people leaving jobs sooner and sooner. Um, obviously, the allure of the gig economy is one thing that's going to be uh, a challenge for companies to uh, keep people on board. I would like to see you raise some money, but uh, if you don't, that's okay. And that shouldn't be a prerequisite for success on the firing squad. So for me, as well as Chad's sentiments, I'm going to give work drive and, and hope that you get those funds to buy the work with a K drive in the near future. Stick Otherwise. With Congratulations. You know, fuck the Q with a Q. F-U-Q, baby. F-U-Q. <laughs> <laughs> fuck the plan. F-U-Q. Fuck the plan. <laughs> Tracy, congrats. How do you feel? Uh, I feel relieved. Um, thank you guys so much for this opportunity to talk about this tool and this product and this journey. Um, and thank you so much for the kind words. I've, I've actually made a tremendous amount of notes from your feedback. And, you know, I, I appreciate your support. and 
and how you, you know, how you're looking at this market because it is, you guys are right. It is the relationships. It is the partnership. And it's all about keeping the talent here and happy. And the only way you do that is by trusting them. It's just, you know, it, we, we have this, we have this thing that's written on our wall. And if it's not good for the employee, Tracy, go. Tracy you, you've already got the, the big applause. You, we don't, <laughs> you don't need to keep pitching fine, the business. Fine. Just tell our listeners where they can learn more. Yeah. www.worqdrive.com. Come visit our site. Check out the ROI calculator. See what we can do to help you. <laughs> Beautiful. Chad, another one in the books. We out. We out. This has been the Firing Squad. Be sure to subscribe to the Chad and Chief podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're a startup who wants to face the Firing Squad, contact the boys at chadcheese.com today. That's www.chadcheese.com. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.